Thanks for pushing play. This is the reseller's voice with April Hunter. You can find me on Instagram, Poshmark, eBay, pretty much everywhere at Cloven Caddis. On Instagram, I'm April underscore at underscore Cloven Caddis. This podcast is a podcast of short 30 minutes or less interviews with resellers of all kinds. If you sell your stuff, we want to talk to you. Hopefully, in the process of that, other community members, whether they're new or they've been around for a million years, will be able to pick up tips, insights, and continue to learn and grow their business through everybody and the shared information. Today, we get to talk with Wien Lisa. And uh, Ween Lisa is one of my internet favorite people ever, so I'm really excited that she agreed to come and chat with us about her business. Um, We talk about how we've had to pivot the past couple of weeks and how um, reselling has kind of always been there and has pulled us through a lot of really hard times and we think that it's going to be able to kind of pull us through this pandemic and all of its aftermath. Let's get into it. So how have your sales been? Okay, so um, they have been pretty bad, and I can't really, it's hard to gauge if it's like everything that's going on with the virus, or if it's me, because I literally have not been listing very much. Um, My motivation is really low, I'm kind of, not kind of, I'm completely distracted by other things, Um, but this weekend was a little bit better. I, I, I listed some stuff and I got finally some couple eBay, couple Poshmark, couple Mercari. So if I can get back, you know, into my routine that, you know, the results will improve. I, I think so. I have to say, I think everybody for the past two or three weeks, like in the nation was a little bit in panic mode and um, probably overspent on their toilet paper hoard. (laughs) And um, therefore they didn't have any money to spend, you know, out on the internet. But I think um, I know for myself, I saw a boost in sales as soon as that um, the stimulus check kind of came through I saw a big boost in sales then and I saw a couple of sales trickle in before then but I do think long term that thrifting and secondhand shops and Poshmark and all of the above is going to be really good say that because so many people are going to be out of work for so long that they're going to have to tighten their belts which means they're not going to be able to shop firsthand yeah yeah I agree have to shop secondhand so I think that summer slowdown might honestly not happen this year yeah I mean I hey if it's a busy summer and it evens out then that would be that would be great I mean I you know another thing is is since January you know my posh sales have really taken a dip and that's when I Posh is, is bay. I mean, I love Poshmark. It's what I prefer to sell on, but things are selling. And yeah. um, so I'm kind of glad that I'm, I've tried it and the timing, I mean, kind of my procrastination paid off because it's probably going to get more money now 
the my random stuff that I have. I have hand soap and just, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I might, you know, kind of keep exploring this avenue as well as the, like, fashion stuff. Yeah, I do. So I follow Thrift to Travel. I think I actually legitimately cried when she shut her account down for a short time i know me Uh, too (laughs) and then she came back and it was like the happiest day um but there are several things that she has posted that i actually have just hanging around in my cabinet i know right uh, so i yeah i love love her inspiration on a non like a non poshmark level which has honestly this month saved me so far i don't know what it was with poshmark but i really like poshmark has just been dead for me this month um but as to your advice when i we recorded for the um reseller rant episode and and we talked before and you said that i really just should just get on ebay and just do it and list the thing every day and i've been doing that and ebay has been fantastic yeah it's it uh just takes consistency and and mercari's the same way like now i'm kind of pretty consistent with posh and i'm pretty consistent with ebay but i totally neglect mercari and i had started branching out and cross-listing and i'm so glad i did because it really um made up for what i wasn't able to you know sales wise do on posh despite me working harder, sharing more, having way more listings. Um, I made about 50% of in January, what I did the January before, and then February ended up being around the same. So I kind of got lucky because I, I follow, you know, thrift to travel and she flips like health and beauty and discontinued. And so in, in January, I really kind of got my bed in gear and I just started kind of collecting non-clothing items mm-hmm. like I had some Sonicare replacement heads and some I I sold overnight I listed and sold a refrigerator filter I mean stuff that I like is totally not normally what I sell but I've been collecting it like January February and kind of just procrastinating on listing it because like it wasn't fun it wasn't like sexy stuff it's a it's a refrigerator filter you know but now I just busted that bin out and I'm starting to list and it's kind of more essential stuff I want to now I want to take that on and and be as serious and consistent as the other two platforms because I feel like once you hit that level and you hit that groove like you can pretty much make any platform work. It just wants you to be on. It wants you to be consistent. It wants you to list new items and you're going to sell stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There was somebody I was talking to the other day and it was just like, you know, you just have to, you just have to show everybody a little bit of love. Yeah. So so tell us, how did you get started thrifting? So I, probably started thrifting back in high school. Um, I'm totally going to age myself, but uh, junior high around seventh, eighth grade, uh, Nirvana came out and like the whole grunge scene hit. And I'm from uh, Portland, Oregon. So it was like really big and, you know, everything distressed at that time, like ratty jeans, old flannels. You weren't going to find that going and shopping at the mall you know so I started shopping at thrift stores because that's like the style I was into 
total grunge 90s you know which mm-hmm. is weird because it's like back in and I'm like oh my gosh I'm so old like <laughs> the things I had in high school are now vintage and I'm like oh good golly <laughs> but, but does it does it uh make you feel a little embarrassed for the children of today <laughs> well no I'm just like I, no I mean they they it's cute I mean the the kids are you know they the street wear and all that what the kids are doing is it's cute I love the style it's just like oh my gosh I'm been around so long that like my clothes have gone out of style and now come back in style come back into style yeah <laughs> so I I have to say for me it's mind-blowing that is the whole um resurgence of champion oh um, I know because champion was like you didn't want to be caught dead in champion i know you know like when i was in high school and so like um no i agree i remember when free people was sold for really cheap and like brass plum and nordstrom's like free people was nothing like a nothing brand and I know it's kind of fizzled out now, but then when I started reselling and free, free people, the prices and, and how expensive and how sought after, I was like, what? This is like, where did this come from? This used to be like, a, <laughs> like such a low end, whatever teeny bopper brand. And then it was all the rage, but you know, what do I know? That just goes to show that I'm out of style. It just goes to show we're vintage. That's what it goes yeah. to show. Um so tell us about your best flip to date then. Hard for me to remember the flip because the find is like finding something, especially where mm-hmm. I live. Right. Um, so I found a vintage Celine belt um, at this really unassuming kind of hole in the wall place that's right by my house. So I frequent it like I can go there pretty consistently because I'm driving by it all the time so and it's really small so I can just run through it in 15 minutes and um, most of the time it's junk but I have found some treasures in there and I think it's because it's easy to go through and I hit it consistently Um, Mm -hmm. I found a Celine belt a vintage one it had like a gold horse and carriage on it Um, I don't know I sold it maybe for around it was like a dollar I found it for I was super stoked on that. Um, it, I didn't sell it for a crazy amount, maybe 80, 100. I don't really remember. But at the time, I was kind of new to reselling, and it felt like mm-hmm. so. I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, I found a wool gray vintage Gucci skirt at one of Ooh. our thrift stores. And um, I don't see, I don't even remember how much stuff goes for. Some Manolos, those were, those went for a really good price. I I always just the thrill of finding it. I mean, I love selling it, but for some reason, it's more memorable when I the feeling when I find it in the thrift store because you're like, oh my gosh, I never find this. I actually just found a pair of Manolos at the Boston Bins. No. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're currently sitting in my death pile. Actually. Oh my gosh, you have to get those listed. That's amazing. I think I have them photographed, but I don't have them listed. Um, and I've been trying, like, the kids are really cramping my style with this everybody locked at home thing. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't know how you're doing it. I'm serious, April. Like, I got to hand it to you. Yeah, I don't know how I'm doing it either. I don't know how anybody's doing it, honestly. 
I know. I mean, everybody has kids and every, every this is so ever we weren't prepared. No one was nobody. prepared. No, nobody was prepared. And this is throwing a real cog in people's wheel and and you know um people with children and small children, multiple children. Ugh, I just I feel for you and I just hope that everybody, you know, gives themselves a break because you just do the best you can every day and that's all you can do. Um yeah, so I think um I have to say reselling has actually probably been the best part of this whole wrench in life. Um and that's because I was being extremely flexible with reselling prior to this wrench. Um and so I already had it was very easy for me to be able to be flexible with my full-time job uh-huh. as well as my reselling as soon as the kids were home full-time. So it's like everything just kind of happens when it happens. And it's like we just kind of try to like juggle things in the air and whatever's, you know, up is up and whatever's down is down. And, you know, that's good. <laughs> that's, and that's kind of how it's all working. But I think that, you know, if I hadn't had been able to try to – force reselling into my full-time full-time parent you know work from home crazy schedule that I had before I don't think that I would have had the ability to pivot as quickly as I did um to work from home in all the craziness like I feel like there's a good month curve um I know for me when I started working from home just to begin with there was like a three-month curve where I really was not productive at home so it's been nice to just kind of be on the same same wavelength as I have for my actual job um and not I mean other than the fact that I'm not able to list as much as I was I really feel like I'm actually doing okay as far as reselling like I I don't feel like I you know I'm gonna cry myself (laughs) you know into into extinction over here um I also feel really glad for the first time ever that I have a giant death pile <laughs> right so, I know um, I'm like yeah I'm like gosh normally um I'm ashamed of my procrastination I'm ashamed of my bad habits I have character defects and now I'm like wow it's really paying off <laughs> look at all this stuff like that bin I've had of more essential stuff I've had sitting around for six eight weeks at least and now I'm like digging into it and I'm so grateful that I, it, it was there and I have, I have so much stuff I could list. I mean, that is not my problem right now. My problem is yeah. just getting out through the kind of paralyzed with fear type and just loss of motivation. But I, I really feel like that's passing and I'm slowly starting yeah. to get back in the routine and I know it'll pay off. I mean, I just, I do this even before the whole virus thing, like I get burnt out and I just kind of slow down and then sales dwindle. And I'm like, Oh shit, get your ass in gear. I get my ass in gear and then I get into another groove. Do you listen to Jenna Kutcher? I don't. So I mean, I put it this way. I've tried. I don't really care for it. I'm just going to be honest. (laughs) Uh, so occasionally, <laughs> and the only reason I mention this, so I, 
I have probably a list of 50 podcasts that I would love to get through every week. And I have my tops that I kind of rotate through. So I catch Jenna Kutcher like every, you know, like the end of every week, you know, if I yeah. catch her kind of a thing. But um, sometime maybe last year, but she had a really good episode on hormonal cycles and the differences between men and women. Oh. And I have to say, I think that we as women resellers burn out on our monthly cycle i think it's part of our monthly oh, cycle i wouldn't i completely agree i mean i think it's difficult especially if you start to plan or you know like i know that this week i'm gonna be you know like completely worthless so i better you know double up this other week and you know be super productive so that i can at least maintain consistency yeah. um you know like that really throws a wrench at it but however we do, we're pivoting for a virus so we're going to be able to make it through that too yeah i have um <laughs> i don't know it's been the first time this is going to be crazy to even say but i feel so everything's i i don't even have an angle or an opinion or passionate ideas on the should or should not. I mean, obviously, besides just like staying home and following the scientific data and rules, but I have never felt so like, I don't know what the next thing is to do. I don't know what's right. I don't know what the right thing is. I don't have enough information, you know? And so it kind of feels good to be able to work and list from home because it feels like it's something I can control and something positive and productive I can work on in the midst of like the unknown yeah um i have a feeling that once i get through my death pile whether it's selling it to other resellers or listing it and selling it on my own i have a feeling that this is going to be done and over with and i i already see a lot of community support as in there's two facebook groups that I joined this week that are sellers selling to other sellers for essentially cost. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and so I think that as much as we can circle through and, you know, like help each other out, like we've always been a very loving, sharing community. And I think that it's going to continue. Like I just, I feel like this whole pandemic is actually just, there's so much love and grace and, just community being shown through it. Like I know everybody is having anxiety and panicking and worried about how the heck we're going to pay all of our bills. But I do see like reselling wise and otherwise, just the amount of love and support pouring out for everybody is, is amazing. Like the amount of just giveaways in the past week has been through the roof. Insane. I won one <laughs> and I won $400 and I started crying because I mean, Hello, because yeah, dollars, <laughs> and I was really freaking out, yeah. and I was just in this moment of like really kind of stressing financially, and I haven't really been stressing about money or work because I've been more focused on like my son being in New York and far away from me. So all the mm -hmm. uh, all the material, all the other stuff, just seemed so worthless and minuscule. But I did kind of sit and stew on it, and like I won that, and it was just overwhelming. And, um, also just the, like the humor and community to, 
I mean, reselling has kind of seen me through lots of things since I started. I started Mm -hmm. off in a really dark place and reselling was like part of my getting better. And um, so I feel I'm, I don't, I'm really um, like, I just know that reselling will see me through this time as well. And the people on Instagram and the friends I've made, I can vent to them. We can be honest with each other. We can be ourselves. And it just feels really good. Like, if I didn't have that, I would, you know, it'd be so, it would be such a darker, harder thing to get through. I 100% agree. Like, I really feel like really, like reselling has, has become like my tribe. And I know there's a bunch of people out there who start reselling and then they quit. But I, I do feel like a lot of the long-term resellers are in it. And continue to stay in it, even if they know they could make more money elsewhere, <laughs> because the the community aspect is just it's it's more than you yeah. ever bargained for. Yeah, it is. Um, so you mentioned your son is in New York, which I have anxiety for your anxiety. <laughs> it's because I can't imagine. That. It's bad, but it's bad. I'm not gonna lie. I it's been really hard. Um, normally when he goes to his dad's you know, for spring break or Thanksgiving or Christmas or summer, whatever. He goes there a lot. They're very close. He's got a great dad. And normally I'm like peeling out of the airport parking lot, you know, party, like no kid free time. And I love my kitties. Great. But I don't not feel guilty about enjoying my time when he's at his dad's. And so Although I miss him, I know he's well cared for. And so I always look forward to that time. And this time was really different. I didn't feel that way. And so it was just really hard. It was really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And your son, because you guys are so close, I'm assuming he is the he is your why and the reason that you continue to resell other than reselling has been there for you. Yeah. I mean, through all um, he it is part of it. It's really provided me uh, financial stability and it's provided me a way and still be around for him. You know, he's really involved in school and band and marching band. And I've always been a stay at home um, mom. And, and, and so that was just not negotiable. And, you know, he's getting older. He's 15 and you think that when they get older, they don't need you, but they still do. I mean, he doesn't drive. He needs me to be, still be there. They still need you. I mean, way more independent than a small child. I think it's like a different kind of need. You know what I mean? It is. My 15-year-old still comes to tell me goodnight. Yeah. That's so sweet. He's he's like the cutest little thing. sweet. He's annoying as all hell. Of course, he's 15. (laughs) Yeah. He he drives me up a wall, but at the same time, he's like he's, you can see the little kid in him still, you know, and the just, just love me even though I know you're mad at me for playing games for eight hours. (laughs) 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 Yeah. He's these teenage drafts. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> Having a teenager has been really interesting. Um, I feel really lucky. I feel lucky to have the kind of relationship I do with my son. And I feel lucky to be able to co-parent well with his dad. And I'm lucky that him and his dad are really close. 
So mm-hmm. him being there makes me happy in the sense that I know he's happy, you know? So, yeah. But yeah. I'm not going to lie. I can't wait for when he comes home. Yeah. So when he comes home and life is back to normal, what is your typical pre-virus schedule? And how do you foresee that changing after everybody is released back into the wild? So I am really an unstructured unfocused type person um I don't really stick to a very strict schedule my day I will tell you I never miss sharing to a posh party never I have four alarms that go off every day on my phone um if I have stuff that qualifies I don't think I have any maternity right now but pretty much I have at least a few items for every party and that just kind of keeps me not that I'm saying it, you get a bunch of sales from doing that, but it keeps me active on the app. And it's just something I've kind of done. Mm-hmm. And um, so I will gauge, okay, 9 a.m. I'm sharing. And then between 9 and noon, I kind of have different things that I do. And um, I kind of schedule things between each party. And for some reason, like I said, I don't, it's not like I see a lot of direct sales from doing that, but I think indirectly and being active on the app helps. And then it kind of blocks my day out. Like, okay, between nine and the noon party, I'm going to do this. Um, Mm -hmm. And then as far as changing, um, hot damn, I wish I would have been already on Amazon because those people right now are making some money. And yeah, I so I signed up for Amazon last mm-hmm. summer, and I have three three total items on Amazon, and so I never caught that wave because I, you know, I just never did it. That was it was honestly I think it was a time yeah. thing because I didn't have time to go scan the blessed yeah. store and figure out what my three items were yeah, or yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, I totally feel you on the Amazon thing, although. I do have to say now is probably a good time to get into Amazon also. Not because um, I think they're going to be really, really stringent with everything. But even if you had FBA orders, the shipping timeline for things that are non-essential is like 30 days or something along those lines right now. Or it's getting shipped back to you. So everybody who is not shipping essential items is essentially doing a... um, like oh. a ship yourself so it's not it's not fba but yeah, it's the yeah. merchant ship program which means it's everybody's back to square one essentially um so if you haven't gotten on the amazon yeah, because train i think now is a great time to do it because everybody's yeah, I was there gonna, i was and, going to just start shipping myself i wasn't going to just jump into the amazon or fulfilled by amazon um i was kind of going to work up to that um but I think I am. I'm going to get the ball rolling and I'm definitely going to continue to to source probably a lot more health, beauty, um, even grocery, um, Starbucks. I'm all into that right now. Cups. Mm-hmm. People are crazy uh-huh. about Starbucks cups. I, I don't I mean whatever. One of my best resources for Amazon as far as what to go out and find 
is uh, called Frickseek. It's a website. Um, and they track all of the price drops and clearance items um, for Target, Walmart, oh. Depot, and EVS, I think. Um, I, I've had their, their, um, like their, their system for quite some time. And I found some, I used it actually a lot during Christmas to really get some great buys for the kids. Um, but that's where I really started to get into the Amazon. Um, like what, what can I buy for Amazon? And even if I couldn't buy it for Amazon, I could find it on clearance and flip it on eBay. Um, so yeah, BrickSeek is a great Well, I'll have to check that out. I'll have to for sure check that out. Cause I mean, I, I, everything I can't put on posh, you know, like, um, I do mm-hmm. eBay and Macari and then eBay, uh, you know, Macari can't do like grocery, like coffee and stuff. So I just do eBay, but I would love to do, I really have been talking about doing Amazon and I wish it before, you know, I don't wish cause it all happens how it's supposed to happen. I really drag my feet when to learn something new because I feel overwhelmed and it takes time away from other things. So I think now would. And it's risky. I think it's every time you start something new, you feel like you're potentially going to, to risk a, a large sum of money. And if you don't necessarily have that money and that flow to begin with, that's, that's risky. I, I remember like the first time I bought a wholesale box, I was terrified because it was a huge amount of money up front. Like it wasn't just like walking into my thrift store and spending my average hundred and fifty dollars yeah. or whatever I'm dropping that week. You know, it was like I have to send somebody a thousand dollars. You know, so yeah, it's that's the same kind of a thing. It's 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 risky and it's scary and you don't know if you're gonna lose that. Well, money. that's why so. I am really good at scanning and looking up comps and the sales rank and all that. Like I don't buy anything. Um, clothes, I'm really bad. I'm just going to tell you right now, don't follow me or listen to my advice. I don't look up comps. I just don't. I, I don't think I'm so bad. We had, but one, I think we've had one guest so far that says they're stringent about looking up comps. And I think everybody else is not. So I think I I like learning new brands. Like I like learning about new brands and new designers and what, and new things that are selling, but I don't necessarily look up comps because I don't feel that comps on Poshmark are reliable at all for various reasons. Also, I have this like inflated confidence that I can more than the comps go for. Um, and I also have quite a bit in my store that if it's saturated and somebody else has five of the same thing I do, I'm going to try to sell that item in a bundle and they're going to want to buy from me over somebody else that maybe doesn't have another item in their store that they want. Does that make sense? I don't know. It does. And actually, can can you talk about your bundle strategies for a section? Because you are a bundle Ugh, You know what's like funny? You know what's funny? You give advice. Get and your like, notebooks like out. Because... I haven't sold a bundle <laughs> lately at all. It's crazy. But no, really. So, okay. So here's my thing. I, and I'm not, there's exceptions. If sale inventory, that's off the table. Anything goes with sale inventory. I just want to get rid of it. But as far as my, my regular inventory, I am not a volume seller. I, I cannot source quality things enough to be a volume seller. I don't have the energy to be the volume seller. I don't, 
I it's I'm just not there yet. I don't even know if maybe I want that. But right now, I'm not a volume seller. So every single item that I spend the time um, sourcing, listing, photographing, measuring, and inventorying, I that is a lot for me. So I don't want to sell something one item at a, at a low price because it's just not worth it for me. What's worth it is if I keep that item in my closet, I'm willing to negotiate if someone's going to buy two, three, four items. That's totally like, then I'll, then mm-hmm. I'll go a little bit lower. But since the, mm-hmm. I've been doing this um, kind of experiment that since they raised the shipping a little bit, um, you know, and it's an extra $2.11 or whatever. I don't know. Uh, instead of making offers to Liker and being forced on Poshmark to give that $2.11 shipping discount, I will, if anyone likes the item, I will add the item and then I will let them know, hey, leave them a comment saying, if you buy more than one item in my closet, I give a bundle discount for 30% off. Um and then I get a lot of bundles that way. And I'll and I'll usually offer on one item like 10% off, like a little bit. But if I'm mm-hmm. I'm way more willing to negotiate and I build it in all my prices and I just I wanna I mean selling four things to one person is so much less work and easier than selling one thing to four different people. Oh yeah, and more environmentally friendly like we we talked you know in the reseller rent episode about the you know the environment and if you're only sending out one envelope or one box you know like that yeah that saves on a it ton does of it does and packaging. just the effort and time I just would rather focus on and it, I used to you know I'm really I will counter like if I don't get a, an offer that I want I'll counter and I'm pretty good at negotiating like I can turn a lowball either one into a really decent sale that I'm comfortable with or two I can get that in a bundle and we'll get the bundle up to a a fair price for both of us um I swear you're magic I really do because I I I feel like I've tried this method so many times and I just get you don't even know how many though you don't know how many declines I get how many like ghosts I get but I'm saying that is tons I get tons and tons way more than don't work but I do it so much that I always say like if you throw enough darts you're gonna hit the bullseye and that's that's how I feel um Mm -hmm. I share a ton so I get a lot of likes you know per day or in a week and I every single item that gets a like I make a bundle and leave a comment and um that's a lot so it is a lot of work it's a lot of work but also i'm not paying the reduced shipping for offer to liker i really don't see any difference in my sales now that i've stopped doing that yeah and um i rarely do closet clear out anymore and i I don't know i think since i started cross-listing and i i have um you know other avenues I feel a little more confident like if I counter and I lose a sale like I'm okay with that because I want to keep that item in my closet for someone Mm -hmm. else that's going to want to come along and bundle every time I let an item go for a single item for dirt cheap 
that could potentially be something that someone else really wanted and that was going to be willing to bundle it with maybe two or three other items. So I'm like, I don't know. Mary wants this for $12, but Jane might come along and want, you know, $100 worth of stuff and add that on for another $12. I'd rather do that. Right. And I, so I do have to say, I think that um, using the bundle features is um, genius on a subliminal level also, because when you sell something in a bundle, ah. you if you sell something in a bundle, then I think even if it's only one item, it lists as the price that you were asking for it on your sold listing. So if somebody's going in and checking comps, they can't tell that you actually sold it for 30% less or whatever you, you know, your bundle agreement was. And I think it's only if it's one item. I'm not sure. Um, there's another, you use multiple, like multiple listings or multiple, like various, the various items option. Full sizes. Because then, see, I will double mm-hmm. size sometimes. Um, I don't, I don't know, don't at me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's probably against some policy. But for instance, if a size is vintage and I'm kind of guessing the price and going off measurements, I might list it under an eight and as well as a medium. So are you doing it as a various like a various items no same listing listing. so that way when the when let's Uh, say a buyer comes and they buy it at a size 10 i go back adjust the Mm -hmm. take away the size medium and then the item says sold out and that'll show i mean you can go Mm -hmm. through and comb through and see what the one i sold for but the one that's going to be a top is going to be sold Mm -hmm. out which is going to be your listing price not the selling price but the same thing about right. the bundles. I love that because right. buyers are savvy. They're smart. They're going to go in. They're going to look at your solds. They're going to seal you out for what you're willing to do. And I'm not willing to be lowballed all day long. Like, I mean, I know what happens and that's fine. But honestly, I don't, it doesn't happen to me very often. It's not a trend. It's not a big, I mean, there'll be waves of stuff granted. And I roll my eyes and it's so annoying, but I don't let the buyer feel that. I don't let them know my emotion because um, I, one, I'm confident a lot of times I can negotiate and get something that I want out of the mm-hmm. sale. And then two, um, like you're saying, the bundles, it's so smart because when, when you sell a bundle, it all shows up as sold at the asking price, your listing price, not the actual selling price. So when people are sniffing around trying to like find the the timid seller or the weak seller or the seller that's desperate, they will go on your solds and they'll mm-hmm. look and they'll hit you up and lowball you to death. And, um, you know, I'm not selling anything crazy high. I mean, don't get me wrong. My AS or my average sale price isn't that incredible, but I'm really cognizant of what is going to show up in my solds. Cause I think it's important. I've, I thought this for a while. I'm like, that we Lisa, she is brilliant oh, gosh, to a level don't, we don't understand. I, probably everyone's doing the same thing. I'm just talking about it. But no, not everybody is doing that same thing. I I I keep my eye on a lot of people and not everybody <laughs> is doing that same thing. So now now they're going good but because the more the, the, the more the higher we sell and the firmer we are collectively that people buyers 
that, you know, and every, it's hard because there's so many different types of sellers and so many different reasons people sell. Not everyone. Some people don't care. They just want it gone. Some people are just cleaning out their closet. You know, some people like me, this is my only income. I'm a single mom. Um, I do receive child support. I'm not going to throw my ex under the bus. But other than that, this is my only income. I am a full-time reseller. That's all I do. And so I, I, I have to like think about it. And sometimes, and sometimes it's really hard. Like, you know, the first couple times, um, I didn't want to give up the potential sale. I, I didn't want to lose that. I'm like, Oh, you know, but now you kind of get conditioned to it. I'm like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay if this sale doesn't work out because I know that this item is still going to be in my closet for the next person that's going to come along and want to bundle or pay more for it. There's always a buyer for that item. Always. Right. And it may be another. <laughs> I think I have just one more Bring question it. for us. Otherwise, we're going to go way over our our normal average time limit. And that's my final question for everybody. And that is, who... Do you want to go thrifting oh, with the celebrity? Oh my gosh! Okay, so quotes, this one celebrity reseller. Okay, and so this one is where like are you going? Impossible. I couldn't. I couldn't answer that with one person. I, I'm going can, with the herd, herd of people, and I'm probably going to leave a bunch of them off. But <laughs> I just want to go with like the friends I made on Instagram. I really don't care about their following like there's not I guess also lady would be my most celebrity reseller person I'd like to meet um mm-hmm. right because she's funny I love her she makes yeah. me laugh so hard like and, she really and I found her when I very uh, very yeah. first started so I have this like you know it's like sentimental like I followed mm-hmm. her I followed her tips I, I watched her YouTube and she was really motivating and inspirational to me I mean she still is now but um you know, when you first kind of find that person that like ignites your like excitement and, and you learn a bunch, like that was her for, for me, but I'll be on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and she also, she also has a, like a similar life path too, because she has a, um, an older teenish son. Um, so yeah, I can. Well, I, can totally I just see like her too because in your I mean, kay. when you have that kind of a following, I mean, she. I feel like she's pretty authentic and kind of gives zero fucks, and like that is really appealing, when you have that kind of following because normally people get really clammed up and they're scared. They don't want to, they don't want to take a stand on either side of the fence. They want to be neutral, and to me, that's like, um, I think that's really boring. I think that's actually super boring. Whether I agree with someone or yeah. not, I respect someone when they they're take a stand and, and I would love to meet you. I would love to meet uh yep. Coastal Threads. She's in um I forget what county, yep. but some pretty kind of mid coastal city in California. Um and then you know Canary in a gold mine so lucky i do i love her love her and then um <laughs> i love her who's the uh, yeah. she used to be vernant north but now it's shop avalia okay oh, she's, yeah, she's like, very calming i don't know. I talk about 
what can't you do? She's like an enigma. I just, I'm just in awe. And the thing is, is she's so upfront. She's like, oh no, I don't, I, I don't know. She, she really amazes me. Not, not just in reselling. I mean, she's the business part is yeah. amazing, but like just a mom and she's green and their lifestyle. And it just, to me, that is, it's just, yeah, I think it's so cool. Yeah, totally agree. Okay, so where we, where are we all going? Oh shit! Well, <laughs> shit. We gotta go to the bins, man. I'm I'm sick and tired of paying overpriced where I live. Like we're going somewhere, maybe Seattle bins or something, where we can find Lux Huntress type um, brands at the bins for like mm. really low, affordable. I like it. I like a bins date. With your hurt, with your hurt, so fun. (laughs) It is, it is. Uh, well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. I really, really Um, appreciate it. I'm really stoked. I always love talking to you and I love listening to your episodes. So I was super excited when you asked me. Thank you. Wasn't that a great episode? That's what I thought too. Congratulations on making it to the end of yet another episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, I know I always do. Uh, This podcast has been extremely rewarding. I can't believe that today marks its second full month in uh, out there in the internet. Um, We started on April 1st, so we've had a very short run, but the um, response has been really good. Um, If you've made it this far, you know that my spiel is if you know a creative person and you know that they're putting content out there, go and leave them a review or contact them and DM them. And if you're enjoying it, continue to tell them because a lot of times creatives put energy and content out there and we don't necessarily know how it's received unless somebody leaves a review for us or comments to us about how it's going. So, um, if you would like to leave a review for me, or if you want to have a topic that you would like for me to discuss, go to Apple podcasts and you can leave a review there, or you can DM me, um, on Instagram at the resellers voice. Uh, all of my posts are my show notes. So if there was something that you heard today or somebody that you heard about today that you would like to go follow, you can catch us there. Um, Yeah, I think that's all. Bye.